Welcome to the story behind her success with Candy O'Terry, presented by Boston Women in Media and Entertainment. Sponsored by Tech Help Boston. If you want to get someone's attention, just tell them a great story. If you want to inspire someone, share your success story. And that's what the show is all about. The woman you are about to meet blew my mind eight years ago. I was about to introduce a singer on a stage at a local venue, and she was in the audience. She was a spectator, and she stood up, she walked over to me, and she said, Rose is all around you. I turned white. I had no idea who this woman was, but I did know one thing. Rose was my children's grandmother, and we all loved her so much. She had just died a few days earlier. How did this woman know anything about Rose? How could she see her, a dead person, hovering around me? The answer? She's a psychic medium, and she also helps people understand their past lives. This is the story of Marie LeConte. Marie, welcome to the show. Hi, Candy. Thank so you for having me. You remember that day so clearly, huh? Oh, I do crazy. When did you discover that you had the gift of being a psychic? I would say when I go back to about the third grade, I remember walking to school and I had a vision I was going to get hit by a car. It kept coming to me and I'm like, what's wrong with me? So I started walking more towards the sidewalk. There was really no sidewalks back then. And I was late that morning, so I was walking. I was just around the corner. A neighbor starts coming and she pulls to the left. She sees me, so then she goes to the right. So I walk over to the other side, trying to avoid her, and then sure enough, she hit me. But nobody knows this in my family, so when they hear this, I was so scared to go tell my parents. I was in third grade. I was, like, petrified. Were, you, th were you thrown to the I, ground? Or? No, it was just a bump, thank God. But it happened, and, yeah. and you saw that happen yeah. before it really did. Before it happened. And I was, just imagine being, you know, in the Eight third grade. Eight years old. Yeah. To see that and to know that's going to happen. Wow. What about the, the piece about being able to speak to people who are dead? When did that start to happen in your life? That started, uh, I would say, later on in my life. I started seeing them. I could see images of people, like almost like an outline, a shadow. And they would talk to me, but their mouths wasn't moving. They were telling me what to say. I had the honor of, of interviewing a very, very well-known psychic medium a few years ago, Laura Lynn Jackson. She told me that her gifts were revealed to her as a very young child as well. And she was terrified, and she didn't want these gifts. What happened to you? My sister was doing tarot cards one day. She says, you know, we're all, we're all intuitive in this family. We're all psychic. Come on, you'll pick it up quick. I know you will. I started learning to do the cards. We brought up Catholic. I said, I don't know if we should be doing this. It was bothering me about the religion. I went to see a priest, Father Richie, out in Boston, and I said to him, I have a problem. He said, what's that? I see people. And he's like, what do you mean, what people? And I said, I see things. Don't think I'm crazy or not. He's like, not like that movie. <laughs> like the sixth sense, right? Yeah. yeah. And I said, no, I see things, I hear things. And so we had this talk, wonderful talk. And he said to me, Marie, you have a gift. And if you look back in the Bible, the prophets had gifts. 
He said, it doesn't mean it's bad. He said, the only thing I can tell you is don't ever abuse your gift. Don't get on the other side of it. I took that, and once I got that clarification from him, I felt like so much, so better. much better. What a relief. And I'll never forget the day. It was like October 4th. In your mind forever, yeah. right? What happens to you? How, how do you hear the dead, see them, feel them? help them understand what they're saying? Because you said you see them, but their mouths aren't moving. How do they communicate they, with they you? Com- they usually communicate, and their mouths don't move. They'll give you little bits just so that they know what we're talking about. When I approach you that day, I'm hearing, tell her Rose, tell her Rose. That's why I said, there's Rose around you. I didn't know. I go, she's going to think I'm nuts. You know? And, you know, I guess that's where I'm going with my next question, which is you have to be kind of brave to have accepted this gift because yeah. to walk over to someone that you don't know and say, hey, Rose is all around you, people might think you're crazy. Oh, yeah. I have had a lot of people say, no, this, that's not true. That's never going to happen. They call me back the next day. Oh, my God. Are you ever frightened if the person that you see who is dead or feel is is not a good person? Have you ever felt uncomfortable with a reading, whether it's with the person you're talking to or a person who comes through? Have you ever been scared? I haven't been scared, no, but I've been more scared for the person because people get scared when I'm picking it up. Sometimes they get really freaked out. And then they, you know, start crying and they get all emotional and they, you know? Yeah. So they well, want to know, but they don't, you know? Yes, yes. We, In fact, we just had a, a situation here at the recording studio where you had picked up on something for uh, one of my colleagues and right away he was in tears. It happens, right? Yeah. What is your opinion, Marie, because you have had this gift and you can talk to people who've passed over. What is your opinion about death? Where do we go? Is there a heaven? Is there a hell? What happens? I believe that when we pass, we go to heaven. I've always believed that. I would say I'm very spiritual. You know. Have you I, seen it? Do you know what it looks like? I don't know what it looks like. I think it's just a place to go that's so beautiful that's unexplainable. Do you have to be a good person to go there? I think that we're all sinners. I think we need to all try our best and keep your faith no matter what. I think life is a learning lesson. We're here to all learn. Well, it's funny you should mention that because the book Many Lives, Many Masters is one of my favorite books. I learned so much from reading it. And the premise is that our souls keep on coming back until the lesson is finally learned, until our soul is pure. Tell me about your work with people who want to try to understand their past lives. Now, some people, I can't pick it up. I was doing a group session on past lives one night. So I'm going to everybody, and the next person says, what, what was I? And I was like, you haven't been here. This is your first time. Wow. <laughs> so a brand new soul. Yeah, a brand new soul. Wow. And I think there's some people that have been here a lot of times, and they say, who you know here you've known in the past life now you you were connected i walked into brigham and woman's one day taking my mother to the doctors and i looked over at the corner of the room uh, to my left and i seen myself and i was a guy 
and I had a massive heart attack at my desk. Now, is that not scary? And you I saw was, yourself. Myself. Yep. Wow. And I was a nun in a past life. My mother said when I was five, she thought somebody was telling me this, and she said I wanted to become a nun. And I kept telling her that. Now, grant you, I'm Catholic, but my mother was half Jewish. My mother was Jewish, and my father was Italian. So. Tell me a little bit more about your childhood, because I do believe that we are all a product of, of our upbringing. When we first started our interview today, you, you told us a scary story about walking to school and, and being hit by a car, but knowing that that was about to happen. Mm-hmm. What was your childhood like? Did you have a happy home? Were your parents Wait. strict? Tell us a little bit Wait. about it. Please support our sponsors. They make this show possible. More than 30,000 families and businesses have trusted TechHelpBoston.com since the year 2000. Dave Elmazian, president of TechHelpBoston, with the reasons why. It's really about forging a relationship and having a trusting relationship because your technology is very personal to you. It used to be in the old days that things were private. When you're online, nothing is private anymore. And we want to make sure that that information is kept confidential and with somebody that you trust and you feel comfortable with. You can trust TechHelpBoston.com to keep your computer and systems running right. Call 781-484-1265 or visit techhelpboston.com. That's techhelpboston.com. I think sometimes when people have a hard childhood or people have a lot of sickness, I had a lot of sickness, I think it was hard for me. But what I can tell you, I think it goes along with the psychic thing, with the gift as well. I noticed every time I came out of the hospital... I would be more intuitive. And pe- every time I come out of the hospital, people would book with me. Why it were you in strange. the hospital so many times? Well, I had Crohn's colitis, and I was in Brigham's for three months. I had a brain tumor. I was in there for, I came out, went in the wintertime, and I came out spring. I had a lot of complications. I don't know. I always said, what did I do in a past life? What did I do? You know? Yeah. But I, I just feel like it made me stronger. As far as my childhood... I want to say it was a little rough. My parents, when they separated, I was like 11, 12 years old. That's tough. And that was tough on me. I was the, I'm the youngest out of five. It was hard because my mother went to work and supported us kids. And then me and my brother kept fighting as kids. I didn't like school. They ended up in foster care. After that, I just like straightened out what I needed to. And eventually, I moved towards my life. And I learned a lot. You know, they say that what doesn't break us makes us stronger. Yeah. And my dad exactly. used to say to me all the time, Candace, it's not how you fall down, it's how you get back up again. Right. It's what it's all about. Yeah. What has been the biggest lesson of your life, this life? My lesson here, I really feel like it's about loving each other, forgiveness. I feel like that's what I need to do. I want to say in my teens, I was very bitter mm-hmm. uh, with my father leaving and hurt that he left. To forgive, to accept, that's a big lesson for me. When an obstacle is in your path, how do you get around it? I like to do meditation and try to see what's right and wrong. This is how my mother always said, when you have a gift like this, it could be a blessing or it could be a curse. There was an incident with my daughter. I said to her, be careful driving. And she says, Mom, why are you saying that to me? 
So she she had issues, you know, growing up with me. And sure, psychic. because you're psychic, she, she and she's thinking, like, oh, she couldn't get away with nothing. Right, right. You always knew, right? Yeah. Motherhood changes us all, and you just mentioned your daughter. How did motherhood change you? That really was a big change for me. It's a wonderful change. I love being a mother. I love my daughter so much. You want to do everything that you can for them. It's my baby. Still my baby. <laughs> Doesn't matter how old they yeah. are, they're still your yeah. baby, right? What has been the most difficult part about being a psychic medium? I got a call back in 2000 before 9-11. My friend lived in Everett, Mass. She came over for a reading, typical reading, job, love life. I was reading her at my table, and oh, this is not good. There's a woman in your house that's sad not knowing that her mother and father rented and there was a tenant on the second floor. I don't know what to tell you. This is not good. It's bad. And then she, I said, there's a woman in your house that's going to be really sad. There's sorrow here. I, you know, so she left really disappointed. She taped the reading. She didn't understand it. I kept getting an explosion. So then I had to call her and I said, I'm getting something not good. And I said, I'm getting an explosion. And I don't know why. And then I started thinking it was in my house. I'm calling the gas company, you know, thinking, is it me? I, you know, because I think her energy was still in, in the house. It wasn't even four days later, Candy. A guy was stalking a woman in Everett, and he sent her a pipe bomb. The woman blew up. She played the tape to the FBI. The FBI wants, this, wants you to come down right away. Well... I was nervous, and as I'm getting ready, I called my sister, and my sister's like, Marie, don't go there. You're going to see everything. And that's what I felt, too. I can't. I'm going to see the whole thing. It's going to be too much for me. The responsibility, then, of being a psychic medium to feel these things before they happen, yeah. to try to wonder, how much do I say? How much do I share? I don't want to scare the daylights yeah. out of somebody. Right. So it's a huge responsibility. It is. You have talked about tarot cards a couple times in this mm -hmm. conversation, and I'm sure my listeners want to know your take on this. Mm -hmm. How do tarot cards work? I don't really think it's the tarot cards because it, they come with a booklet. And if we all read from the same booklet, you can all get the same results. I always tell people it's not the cards. The cards are kind of like a guidance, but I use my own intuition. I do a lot of straight psychic. The first thing I started with was psychometry, and that's holding jewelry. You get the person's energy, and I found that worked really good for me. And I like to do a lot of straight psychic, like look at a person and tell them what I pick up. When people come for readings, for some reason they like the cards. That's fine. But you can't get certain things out of the cards. I can take a regular deck of cards and read somebody. Put it this way, we went to a party. I forgot the cards. We went and picked up some sand. We had to use something. Couldn't find any place to go. What we did was have people put their handprint in there and see what we've seen. You can read anything. Wow. But it's really the straight psychic is what I'm yeah, explaining Yeah, that's to what you. I'm hearing. Yeah. yeah. Someone once told me that we all have a certain amount of psychic ability. Yes. But we don't use it. Yes. So in your opinion, as a psychic medium who had to come to terms with her yes. own gift, how do we begin getting in touch with that? And is that just old-fashioned intuition? I really believe that we all have it. It's that we're not in tune to it. We're not paying attention to the signs. We live a fast life. We don't pay attention. I think meditation, 
And I believe the more that you do it, the more that you do the cards or you, you hold jewelry, even for a friend, and, and say, what's the first thought that comes to your mind? For instance, my friend Pat says to me, what do you get with this? She gave me a ring one time. You're going to get a crate of oranges from Florida. I don't know where it came from, but that's what I'm hearing, right? So I told her that. Three days later, she got a crate of oranges from Florida. You're unbelievable. Like, <laughs> where'd you get that? How'd that come from? I want to finish by asking you a question about the people that we've lost in our lives. Mm-hmm. You get a chance to sometimes see them, feel them, mm-hmm. carry forward their message, their conversation. Mm-hmm. In your experience as a psychic medium, what do our loved ones want us to know? Basically, our loved ones want us to know that they are with us, that they're happy, and they're out of pain, they're good. And I really believe when you have this gift, it's me helping out other people so I can get the message to them. Do they thank you sometimes? They do. I've had ones that don't say anything. And they're like, what are they saying? And it's like nothing. Or they'll just give a sign like they're okay. A lot of people say this, too. Can you tell them that I miss them and love them? I'm like, they hear you. (laughs) They do, huh? They do. Like, I talk to my mother every day. I talk to my brother every day. It might sound awful, but I don't call the grave. I don't feel they're there. I feel like my mother's with me. It's almost you can feel a scent. You can feel their presence sometimes. You know how you have that feeling someone's, like, watching over you? Or there's somebody near you, you know? Well, like roses all around me, right? Yeah, yeah. When you lay your head down on the pillow mm-hmm. with this work that you do, which obviously can be very emotional, are you able to find peace? No. <laughs> I had my palm read one time, and he said, you can't shut it off. And he's exactly right. I can go in the grocery store and walk by somebody, and it's like, I don't want to be a widow. I don't want to go up to people. You you get almost like a push. Mm. So, Well, I want to thank you so much for being on the story behind her success. If what you're hearing really resonates and you want to get in touch with Maureen LeConte, our psychic medium, Please do so through me. Just go to my website, which is candyoterry.com, candy at candyoterry.com, and I will make sure that you get all the messages and then you can respond back to people. Does that sound like a good plan? Yeah, great plan. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to the story behind her success with Candy O'Terry. This is a series with one goal in mind to shine the spotlight on women doing great things with their lives. We hope these weekly stories will motivate and inspire you. If you'd like to suggest someone for Candy to interview, she'd love to hear about it. Connect with her anytime on Facebook, Twitter, and her website, CandyOterry.com. That's C-A-N-D-Y-O-T-E-R-R-Y.com. You'll find all of these links in the show notes. What's your story?